0: Micro Monday again, the weekly microcast where we get to know members of the micro.blog Blog community. I'm G McDonald, the community manager here at Microdot Blog, and on this episode I am very pleased to welcome Jan Erik Merstrom who is at J E M O S T R O M. On Microdot blog, and I spell it out because Jan Eric has a very lovely umlaut in his last name, but there's no umlauts in your username on Microdot blog. Yeah. <laughs> so Jan Eric, how is it going?
1: Oh, thanks. Good. Everything is fine. Good <laughs> at the moment. And we have. I never use umlauts in my name when yeah. I go online because it's confusing.
0: Yeah, and I, I can imagine. Um, well, tell why don't besides the omelet, um, why don't you tell the listeners a little bit about yourself?
1: Well, I live in a small, smallish town called Umeå, which is in the middle of uh, Sweden, and I work at the, as a teacher in computer science at Umeå University, and has been doing that for twenty years or something like that. And before that, I worked at another university. So that's what I do during the days, and you when know, my spare time, I mainly take a lot of photos and uh,
0: also train some martial arts. Oh, really? Wow. Uh, I did look up Yumea, um, U- is that how you pronounce it? U- the city? Or the- U- yeah, Yumea. Yumea, okay. U- yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. That Swedish is deceptively hard for us to pronounce. It's uh um but uh yes, I was very impressed how far north you are. So
1: wow. Actually when I when I studied in the, uh as a student I was in Luleå which is further to the north and they say that's that's the world's most northern technical university. Oh really? It's north, yeah, it's north of Anchorage or something wow. like that, but it's Way warmer and so it's much nicer. It's more like, yeah, any place in Europe, more or
0: less. So I'd be interested to hear about, um, you know, what drew you to Microdot Blog and, you know, what made you decide to, to participate on the platform.
1: Oh, that's a long story. Uh, <laughs> very long story.
0: It's supposedly it starts- a short podcast, but it never really yeah. is. <laughs> yeah, it
1: could be a very long story. No, but uh, first time I. I think I registered my first domain in 92, 93 or something like that. Mm-hmm. It's actually before they had the Swedish registry. So if, if I check the Swedish registry, it says 95, but then I had already had this uh, website for a couple of years. Mm -hmm. but uh, I mean I've tried all all kinds of tools like Drupal and WordPress and homegrown systems and everything like that but I never found anything I like and I thought that WordPress was becoming more and more bloated and slow and Mm -hmm. yeah I didn't really like it so I've always been looking for a better choice and then Microblog turn up. I mean, I heard about it before the Kickstarter, and then as soon as it was announced, I registered. and Yeah, that's how I got started with it. I just wanted to have something that was better than WordPress for me. Mm-hmm. And I think the most important part is that trying to get data out of WordPress is a pain, mm-hmm. especially if you have photos there. But when I tried microblog, it's way easier. It's mm-hmm. way, way easier. It took me just a few minutes to write some code to extract data from this latest version mm-hmm. and do other things with my blog post and things like that. So that's one of the big reasons I have for using mm-hmm. microblog.
0: Mm-hmm. So have you... Um... Always used your blog um, for photos, like since the beginning, or when did you become interested in photography?
1: Oh, that's even longer story. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, uh, as soon as I got my first digital camera, uh-huh. I started to upload pictures, and yeah. at first it was just my blog, but then it was Flickr and SmugMug and all kinds of places, and uh-huh. of course, tried Instagram and and everything like that. But right now, I, I mean, I have several sites where I upload photos, but I tend to upload photos from my normal day to uh-huh. blog, but all the other photos I usually end up sending to SmugMug or Flickr. Mm.
0: Yeah, that's, um, that's one thing that has surprised me about blog that I wasn't expecting is um including for myself that uh people would really enjoy posting photos on it um much more so than on Twitter i mean people do post photos on twitter but not um not nearly to the extent nor to the quality honestly you know of uh photos that i see regularly on microblog
1: no there are some really good photographers out on yeah. the microblog um, and yeah. if you just look around for a while then you can find some incredible photos
0: yeah and I think you know one of the things that was important for Manton and uh, he was you know he was pretty conscious of wanting it to be a good place for photographs as that uh, you know it started off where you could only post square photographs and that was a bit of a Uh, point of contention for for a while until we made it possible to post photos in any particular format that you wanted. But I did like the square um, format for skimming through a timeline, you know, that it made the on a phone, let's say. But yeah. uh,
1: Uh, And I also think that if you're forced to for some photos, if you're forced to use a square format, you crop the photos better. So mm-hmm. the actual photo becomes more interesting. Mm-hmm. So that's not always a bad thing. But of course, if you're taking a landscape or something, yeah. <laughs> that's usually better in li- and landscape format
0: yeah. instead <laughs> than
1: square format. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Yeah. Coincidentally, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the landscape works good for landscape. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, it's it's a good example of how uh, micro.blog has evolved as we've learned, you know, what people like without trying to do everything that, you know, some other platform is mm-hmm. doing, trying to be kind of slow um, and deliberate in picking and choosing what changes we make as we go. Yeah, and find that very sensible. Mm-hmm.
1: Because but, if you just throw up more and more features, it's going to go in a bad direction at some time.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think uh, your initial uh, observations about WordPress definitely come to mind because, I mean, I've used WordPress a lot over the years, and it never Felt nothing feels as easy as microdot blog. Honestly,
1: no, no, no. It's it's a huge difference.
0: Yeah. So and so, I noticed that you've been following along in the photo challenge this month uh, that we yep. started on the first. And I will say, it looks very snowy where you are. Um, <laughs> <Yeah. and laughs> but then once but, I looked looked you up on the map, I'm like, of course it's snowy. That's like, but safe. actually
1: this this year it's been incredible little snow
0: oh really? We usually
1: have more snow than this yeah we had we didn't have any snow until yeah we had snow for a while but then it disappeared so around new year we had no snow and just a couple of weeks ago there was, was very little snow mm-hmm. so that actually people have gone and walked around and been upset because we don't have any snow mm-hmm. but now it's been snowing for a week or so
0: oh, okay it does. It does provide some very nice uh, content for photography. That's for sure. Yeah,
1: and it also gets much lighter outside, and you don't feel as tired and things like that, and everything gets much more beautiful.
0: Well, that's a good point. I had never really thought about that.
1: For us, it's a huge difference driving a car, in before the snow snow comes, because then it's very dark and you don't see anything and if the if it's been raining then the lights on the car disappears at once and everything like that but if it's in the when the snow has come and you have the lights turned on everything shines up and it gets very light and very nice and it's completely different
0: yeah and I, I, I really i've never lived anywhere where it was you know especially, you know, snowy winters. Um, But And I grew up in Florida to begin with, so honestly, (laughs) the first time I saw snow when I was a teenager, when it was on the side of the road, uh, as we were driving north, um, I thought it was sand. I just thought it was (laughs) sand. (laughs) Because people will do that with their lawns. They'll put, like, this white sand on it to, like, help protect the – the grass mm. and whatever. Anyway, so, but I do have, and, um, my house, there's a room that's, it's like the attic, um, that was, uh, finished into a couple of rooms and they're, they're dark in the sense they have this dark paneling on the walls and the ceiling, but mm-hmm. the carpeting is white. <laughs> <And it's, laughs> And I always wondered, you know, I didn't put that in. I was there when I got, I thought that's really weird that they had white carpeting in this house before I moved here. Like who chooses white? And only once, you know, like after a couple of years, I realized, oh, they put that carpeting in when they sold the house so that it would look, make the room look lighter. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) And it works. Uh, I wouldn't change it out. (laughs) I
1: can say that the first time I went to Florida, it was... uh, an interesting experience, or the only time I've been in Florida, mm-hmm. because then it was 38 degrees all the time.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So it was very hot.
0: Yes. It's uh, it's hot down there. It's <laughs>
1: yeah. It was kind of horrible. And then you, when you, you we, are, we usually don't have air condition. Mm-hmm. So when you walked, for example, when I went into the hotel room, mm-hmm. it was very chilly. Mm-hmm. and then you stepped outside the door and suddenly it was 20 degrees more and that was horrible i yeah. could never get used to that
0: <laughs> yeah um we uh in florida we have uh we have a lot of snowbirds as we call them mm-hmm. the people come from canada and the midwest and such and spend like the summer. Uh, sorry, sorry. They spend the winters down in Florida, yeah. but they don't stay around for that weather. That super hot weather. Uh, no, it's not for. We them. even
1: went there in August, which yeah. I think worst. is the warmest period. Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> it's the worst. I could definitely go on um, because these these kinds of geographical differences are one of the things that makes microdot blog fun. For me, yeah. is just seeing like what's going on, you know, in another part of the world. Um, and have what you see this, have you seen these pictures
1: uh, from uh, Japan? This it, one guy, uh, yeah, from
0: Istanbul. uh, yeah, it's from Scott uh, Yoshinaga, I think he's yeah, he stereo. Yes, yeah. those are fa- fa- very fascinating. Nice. Yep.
1: Yeah, very nice.
0: Yeah, and he, uh, yeah, he's a fantastic photographer, um, and uh, I've been enjoying. You know, well, it's always fun and kind of weird to see the summer go by and in, in uh, New Zealand and Australia. And uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, there are a lot of North Americans on Microdot yeah. blog, but there's definitely enough people from other places to at least make us aware of what's going on elsewhere. And I hope we continue to, you know, become more uh, popular in in places outside the U.S. especially.
1: Yeah, that's that's one thing, uh, one change I noticed during the last year, I think, because mm-hmm. earlier when I got up, um, I got up in the morning and started to look at microbial, Micro.blogging, there was a lot of posts from North, I mean from the US. There was a lot, mm-hmm. a lot of posts. And um, then nothing happened more or less from <laughs> during my day until four or five o'clock in the afternoon when people woke up in the US and started posting again. But now, of course, it slows down during the day, but there is actually posting going on all day now. So that's mm-hmm. a big difference for the lo- during the last year, I think. Mm-hmm. So there has to be more people from outside the U.S.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I, I definitely notice it when I get up in the morning, too, that I've missed quite a bit, you know, while I've been asleep and have to catch up um, with people who are doing things in the middle of the night for me. So mm. yeah, that's that's a good observation. I'm glad to hear that. So... Is there anything that you would like to talk about before we uh, wrap up the podcast?
1: Well, I liked that um, Manton has started to... I mean, I'm, I really like the shift to Hugo Yeah. in, in the back end. That's been a, I think that's very promising for the future. And mm. I also like the ideas he has. Of course, I want to have all his ideas implemented yesterday right. but I'm, <laughs> I mean I'm happy that he's taking his time and doing things right instead of just doing yeah just adding features I, I think it's I think it's has the perfect way of doing this adding things slowly and see that everything works and thinking things true before implementing them so that's one thing I really appreciate with micro. block
0: Yes, I know that a a lot of people were enthusiastic about that change, and some of the people who have the technical abilities to work with more flexibility that has been added have have enjoyed having that. For me, um, I'm just happy (laughs) to... To not have to worry about anything on the back end and maybe change the colors in CSS and <laughs> call it good. <laughs> yeah, uh,
1: the problem, I haven't actually made any changes either because I haven't really had the time, but I have had the Hugo blog before, so I could probably do something if I spent some time on it. But uh, I'm very happy that he made that change mm-hmm. because it's more... I mean, it feels more open and more, yeah, just more open. And that's something I really like.
0: Yeah. Well, that's great. Well, I really uh, appreciate that you are there on the platform and active and showing us uh, what's happening up up north in Sweden. (laughs) (laughs) So thanks so much for coming on to Micro Monday.
1: Yeah, thank you.
0: Listeners, if you want to follow Jan Eric on micro.blog, there'll be a link in the show notes. Thanks for listening and we'll talk to you next week.